On the road from Toronto, Canada, this is the How to Do Stuff podcast. I'm Todd Maffin. Today is December 14th, I think, or something like that. Anyway, thanks for staying subscribed. I know it's been a little while since I put one of these out, but I think this one is worth the wait, especially if you are a podcaster or are interested in radio. Expert tips on how to interview someone uh, from someone who makes his living and, in fact, has built his career around talking to people and interviewing people, and, and I think you'll enjoy it. First, very briefly, though, um, I'm in Toronto this week for the CBC Podcasting Sessions. We are trying to figure out what we want to do for podcasting, how we can serve you better as far as uh, bringing CBC Radio content on your iPod or digital music player of your choice. And if you are in Canada, we want to hear from you. We've just put up a survey at cbc.ca slash podcasting. Please do answer it. It takes a little while, but um, it's important. And, and come early in the uh, new year, we will be rolling out some podcasts uh, depending on what you say you want. So easy peasy, as, as they say. Uh, Michael Enright now has uh, has been the host of CBC Radio 1's The Sunday Edition since September of 2000. His journalistic credits are impressive. Before joining The Sunday Edition, he hosted This Morning for three years, spent 10 years hosting CBC Radio's As It Happens. He's written for Time Magazine, was the editor of Quest. In fact, he was telling me when we uh, before we started rolling that one of the columns he started in Quest Magazine was called how to do stuff or, or how to do things. And, and it was how to start a jet engine, um, how to uh, do all sorts of strange things. So there's a similarity there. He joined As It Happens after two and a half years as managing editor of CBC Radio News. He's uh, done all sorts of stuff, written for the Toronto Star and so forth. So he uh, is certainly an expert, one of Canada's preeminent interviewers, broadcasters, and thinkers. And I sat down with him earlier today and asked him, What's the biggest mistake that people make when they interview someone? Well, it's a cliche, uh, but the most important thing is to listen. And people don't listen. Uh, the interviewers don't listen. We, we never seem to learn how to ask the supplementary question. And for example, I've always found that the answer to question is found in the answer to question A. Hmm. In other words, the next question is contained in the previous answer, I find. But, it, but aren't you worried about, like, when you're interviewing someone, are you focused more on, on listening to what they're saying or on thinking about what question B will be? No, I listen. I listen. I'm a good listener. I listen exactly. And then it, it comes. Um, you have to listen creatively. You have to listen with an idea that you understand where you want to go and where you want to take the, the conversation. Um, the, the person you're interviewing, the celebrity or the writer or whoever, wants it to go one way mm. and you want it to go your way mm. so it's like two people in a canoe kind of paddling in opposite directions and you want to make sure that you're the one with the biggest paddle because you want it to go your way so i find that that if i if i listen carefully to to um, uh what the person's saying then i can formulate the next question and the direction of the thing are you ever worried that you'll dry up, that you'll get to the end of the... They'll stop talking and you'll be like, oh, my God, I have no idea what to ask you. Uh, it's never happened to me um, where I've dried up except one occasion in... in uh, we were doing As It Happens many years ago. Um, Archbishop Macarius, the president of Cyprus, died uh, during our show, actually. Very uh, inconsiderate of him. Um... <laughs> And we got somebody in Cyprus to talk about the Archbishop. 
kept looking in the in the control room, and they kept telling me to stretch out the the interview to take it to the top of the clock. I found that I was I was running out of things to to ask the guy, mm-hmm. and finally I heard myself saying, "Well, tell me, uh, the Archbishop was he a religious man?" Oh no! Uh, and uh, <laughs> I thought that's really the dumbest question I've ever. Asked. Um, How did they reply? There was long silence. And they said, "Well, yes, he was the Archbishop, you know." Um, the other mistake people make is that they go into an interview with somebody and they don't know enough about the person. Mm. Uh, I spend a lot of time reading the biographies of people uh, to find out who they are and what they've done. And if they've written anything, I'd like to read what they've written. But that's a lot of work if you're interviewing a lot of people. Yeah, it is. But you have to do it because you're there as the surrogate for the listener, right? Mm. Uh, If the listener was... Uh, behind the microphone, they would ask certain questions, and you're there in their behalf, and they're paying the salary, and they own the microphone. So you re- you have to do it. You have to do it. That's the job. Yeah. Do you ever worry that you go in too prepared, though? I mean, you read so much that maybe you're, you're so well briefed on them, there's no element of surprise? It's not the element of surprise. It's spontaneity. You want to be spontaneous. You want to leave always leave, leave that open. You want to be spontaneous. Um... No, I find that you can always, it, it, it doesn't matter how much you know, you can't know everything. And people will always tell you something you haven't read or you didn't know about or you hadn't heard. Um, I interviewed a man one time who was in the Northwest Territories, and the point of it was that he was uh, Santa Claus to all the kids. And the wrinkle was that he uh, traveled by every known method of transportation, dog team, helicopter, uh, skidoo, uh, you know, uh, all of these things, and went to all these little villages with the kids, and I, it was a very nice little interview, and I said, and I knew mostly where I was going with it, and I said, finally, tell me, do you think the kids recognize you when you're not being Santa Claus? Like, they see you on the street, do they, do they know, recognize he said, oh, yeah, I think they recognize me. And I said, well, how's that? And he said, well, I have six fingers on my left hand. Uh, and that stopped me. Yeah. And there was no way I could know that. And that was spontaneous. There, there was no briefing note for you no, on his fingers? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, and it was wonderful. It was just, there was, it, was, it was a great moment, you know. Um, I, I, I guess you could be overprepared, but I, it's not happened to me. What about to kind of flip it on the other side? What, if, if someone wanted to be a really good interviewee or a really good guest, are there a couple of pointers that in a dream world, if you could give everyone who comes on your show the following two pointers and they must abide by them? Yes. One is always call the interviewer by his or her first name. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Todd. I'm glad you asked that question. That creates a phony intimacy, right, that we're buddies. Uh, and is that good? Well, that's good for the interviewee. Sure, because then he becomes, he flatters the host, right? Especially politicians who do this all the time. Oh, thank you, Peter. That's a very good question. Right. And, and then they feel, oh, he liked my question. Woo. <laughs> it's not nice. I guess we must be buddies. The other thing I would say to an interviewee, potential or otherwise, is to don't answer the question you're asked. Answer the question you would like to have been asked. Oh, so now, so this is sort of like how, because you hear politicians do this all the time, and, and sometimes it's so wildly different than the question they're asked. I wonder how the reporter or interviewer what, lets them get away with it. What you do is, you, if you're the interviewee, if you're the guest, you say, well, that's a very good question, Michael. Thanks. That's, a, that's an important question you're asking. Uh, and I'll get to it in a minute. But I want to tell you that the other thing that we should be looking at, da, 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 mm. 
And by the time he or she gets out that political message, you haven't got time to go back to the original question. Um, I interviewed uh, Preston Manning on a number of occasions early on when he began the Reform Party thing, and um, I asked him the same question four times because he didn't answer it. Um, it got to be a little boring after a while. Um, but those politicians are very good at that. Did, he, do you think he recognized he was being asked this question? Like, was, was oh, it getting yes. to a point where it was almost comical? Yes. Uh, well, he was getting a little ticked off. Really? Actually, yeah. Huh. There was someone else I, um, I interviewed, I've forgotten who it was, but he kept using this phrase over and over and over again, uh, the great province of Ontario, or something. I can't remember what it was. And I said, okay, now could you answer the question without using that phrase? Um, and he said, what do you mean? I said, well, you know. Um, so it's to be interviewed, it's a, it's a game and a, and a science, you know. It's an art and a uh, – you don't want to – you want to get your message out, and the interviewer wants to create a story for the listener, right, uh, some kind of narrative or something the listener can pick up. And so it's a constant tussle. Mm. Um, and when it works, it's really, it works well. It's important f from our, in radio, that we leave white space, too. When someone says something, we're terrified of dead air. So we always jump in to fill it. And I've, some of the best interviews I've done, uh, somebody will say something, I'll just leave it. Mm. Just three or four seconds before the next question. Wow, see, three or four seconds scares me. A long time. Uh, well, maybe three, three seconds, two seconds, yeah, mm. uh, and just leave it. You know, there are other times where you have to. I I like confrontational interviews. I like to do uh, fairly uh, heated uh, interviews because I think that brings out the people's real message. Mm -hmm. You know, and the real mm -hmm. the real thing. Do you think interviewing is a lost art? I don't know if it was ever an art. Uh, I don't think it's lost. No, I think the problem is we don't, we rely too much on um, what we think the listener wants to hear rather than what we want to hear, what I want to hear as the interviewer. Um, the, it's a conversation, and the listener is eavesdropping. Um, so that almost seems contradictory to what you said earlier, which is that we that we're the advocate for. We are. Yeah. So how do you balance those two? You because if you're this is perhaps arrogant, but if you are really interested in the subject uh, and you conduct yourself accordingly, the listener will be interested too. The listener will come along. Listeners are very sympathetic to what you're doing or trying to do, and uh, I think that that if you're engaged. And if it's working and cooking, it doesn't matter what the subject is, really, the listener will pick up on it. And, and I'm surprised to hear you say that that's not an art. Maybe it is. Um, maybe it is. It, it, maybe it's creative. I don't know. To me, it's just being a reporter, hmm. uh, which is what I started out as a hundred years ago. Uh, it's just asking the questions you want answers to. Uh, I'm all. I'm very curious about things, and I want certain answers. I want to know why certain things are the way they are, and that's why I interview people. I want to know, and the listeners will come along. Do you remember the worst interview you've ever conducted? Oh God, there's so many. Uh, <laughs> God, well, the one of the worst I ever it was a someone came in to 
explained to me how to bake bread. And I was bored out of my mind, and I let it show. And I, uh, Wait, which show was this for? This was on uh, This Morning. All right, all right. Uh, the worst, but at the same time, the funniest interview I ever did was on This Morning, which was a three-year disaster that ran on CBC Radio 1. Um, it was live, and I was in to interview these two Tibetan monks who were traveling across the country, uh, uh, demonstrating their famous... Uh, Tibetan throat singing, some wow. chanting, yeah. Right. And they came in the saffron robes and sat in the studio. And and uh, the last thing the producer said before the red light went on was, um, they may have a little problem with English. Oh, no. And as a matter of fact, neither of them could speak oh, English. Oh, no. So uh, <laughs> I went down the crapper uh, <laughs> gallantly. All flags waving. Uh, how did you? How long well, an interview was, was that? Guy, <laughs> they put up in the clock twenty minutes. And <laughs> then I looked at the clock and it was six minutes. Right. And the studio director was a wonderful, very funny guy uh, named Tom. Jokinen. Tom Jokinen. Yeah, I know Tom very oh, well. Oh God, he was. Yeah. He came on the talk back in my ear and he said, "I think the eminence to your left speaks a bit of English." <laughs> But we had a guy in the control room, right. a young man who um, spoke Tibetan. No way, just out of sheer fluke. No, he came along with. Oh, I see. Okay, all right. And I and I said, well, perhaps on the air. I said, perhaps our young friend could come in and help me out with the uh, reverend uh, gentleman here. And uh, this guy, the kid, came in and he could speak Tibetan, but he was so terrified of being on the radio oh, that no. he couldn't say anything. <laughs> and uh, the whole thing. Uh, dissolved me. I broke up, and the whole th- and this these. Wait, they literally like burst into laughter. No, well, one of them started this moan, this chant, mm-hmm. and uh, his face got beet red, and his <laughs> eyes crossed. <laughs> and so I had to turn my chair around and face the wall because I was laughing. And I looked in the control, and there was no one there. They were all under the floor. They, they were, were hiding. They were all. They were all. <laughs> and we went to a cutaway, and the thing was a disaster. Uh. But people said it was probably the funniest interview they've ever heard. I was going to say, it must have been compelling to listen to. I think so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Well, I really appreciate your time. We've been talking for a little over 10 minutes so far. My last question is, how do you think I've done as an interviewer? And, and do not, uh, you know, butter me up. Give me all the criticism. No, very good, because you picked up something I said seven minutes ago, and, and you remembered it and came back at me with it, mm. which is doesn't happen very often. Mm. Uh, and you thought... That you caught me in a contradiction. Of course, you're absolutely wrong. Naturally. But, but, uh, <laughs> but that's very good. People don't usually do that. All right. And, uh, and uh, because I'm always worried when I do interviews about the narrative flow, about it having a, you know, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I, I almost felt like we sort of jumped around. Yeah, well, we don't, I don't think we have an ending yet. No. You see. So what would be a good ending for this? We're flailing here for an ending. Um, I, I mean, sort of the what's your scariest interview is often a good kicker at the end. But yeah. I kind of – can you sing? No, I'm, I'm, I can't sing or I can't draw a straight line either. Um, but uh, I can tell you that um, the worst, the, the most humiliating thing I ever did was the interview with Mickey Rooney live on radio, and in which he went at me with a claw hammer. And uh, people still talk about it to this day. And I don't want to say anything more about it because it was humiliating. Thank you. Michael Enright is the host of the Sunday edition on CBC Radio 1. If you're in Canada, you can hear it uh, pretty well anywhere. On Sirius Satellite Radio, you can hear it on Channel 137. 
And, uh, and of course, it's on the internet, cbc.ca. A couple of very quick plugs for you. I've started a new technology podcast, excuse me, technology blog, and it's at toddbits.com. That's T O D B I T S.com. Toddbits.com. Hope you have an opportunity to drop by, and uh, and please do keep the emails coming. I always uh, am grateful to hear from folks. So, toddbits.com, thanks for listening, and there will be um, new How to Do Stuff podcasts in the near future. Thanks very much.